Welcome to the Get Emergent Podcast, where we discuss contemporary topics of leadership, team, and organizational effectiveness. I'm Bill Berthel. And I'm Ralph Simone. And today we're going to talk about a topic that often locks people up, and the topic is accountability. And it is a topic that we have dealt with in previous podcasts. We want to deal with it a little differently. It's broader, much broader than people's initial reaction to it. You know, Bill, how can we help people with this concept that they often get locked up around? You know, I think there's some good reasons we get locked up around accountability. I think not going to throw any stones. I'm probably guilty of the same in, in my leadership path. But, you know, do we use accountability as a tool or a weapon? Are we weaponizing accountability? And what I mean by that is the scorekeeping holding people back or making them feel like they're getting caught doing something wrong instead of that place of what we often call co-accountability and getting proactive and partnering on the response ability. Nice. Well, I think that it goes beyond jamming people up for not delivering on a commitment. And I, I, I like when we in coaching, one of the last steps in coaching is accountability and support you know, asking people to make a commitment at the end of a meeting and also inquiring as to how can I support you in achieving that commitment? I love that. I love the idea of, you know, supporting in that accountability model. You know, so the data shows that 82% of managers acknowledge that they have limited to no ability to hold others accountable successfully. So if, if managers and leaders are feeling at that level, there's a challenge, right? Because 91% of employees would say that effectively holding others accountable is one of their company's top leadership needs. And so there's this fear around accountability. I think perhaps especially in today's organizations where we want to make sure that we're encouraging individuals to bring their talents, bring their abilities forward, we're almost gun shy of accountability. Well, you know, and don't you think we're gun shy because we don't set it up well in the beginning? I almost think a challenge with accountability is sloppy language. You know, that we're not clear. What are we actually being held accountable to? And and I think uh, I've often said this, and I believe it to be true, is that if our commitments are clear and understood, then accountability is almost self-evident. So we got to make those clear requests and make sure that we're making good promises, right? Make sure we're making clear requests so it's understood what we're being accountable to and to make sure that we're saying yes to those things we can truly say yes to. You know, I, I dabbled in a little life coaching for a little while, Ralph, and one of the fundamental problems between relationships, and this goes for leadership to employees or people as it does in any other relationship, is this idea of scorekeeping. Why do you want to win or lose against the people you're working with? Why do you want to win or lose against the the family member, right? This this idea of scorekeeping is not helping accountability. Well, is it also scorekeeping based on unstated expectations? So often, so often. You think you said it clearly or you think you asked for it, right? And we could spend a whole day talking about that space, right? Our assumptions and how we communicate. Well, I'm laughing because my wife jams me up recently, holds me accountable, apparently, on my this unwritten code that I have, but when people violate it, right? <laughs> yes. uh, and, and, but she said, well, 
if they didn't know it was an expectation, how would they know? Yeah, yeah. How can you keep score as it relates to a violation? I think it's a good example of not being clear with request or expectation. So, how would we? What would we suggest to people to tighten up the clarity of their requests? Well, we think the leader has a uh, an accountability and a responsibility to have proactive check-ins with their people. Now, that is not to you know accommodate or enable the lack of accountability, it's to partner, right? It's to check in days before the deadline or the due date or, or whatever those milestones might be, right? Same for the individual who's being held accountable to something. If we think we're gonna miss a promise, let's renegotiate. Let's at least communicate towards renegotiating. That might be putting the flag up and saying, hey, I could use a little support here, or could we possibly renegotiate that milestone or that deadline if possible? Now, that makes sense. Giving earliest possible notice of our inability to keep a commitment. And I I think people don't do that because I think they somehow feel they're going to pull a rabbit out of a hat, right? Right. They're going to get it done. But the problem with that is that if I'm the person that was promised something, I don't have any recovery time if they don't make it, right? So no, no time to build in a contingency. Here's what we know. We make dignity the foundation. What, what's that human, mean? So human dignity needs to be the foundation, right? We, as managers or leaders, we, we need to understand the weight of our judgments, Right. Our, our position, our seat holds a certain amount of energy and authority. And we need to be aware of that and make sure that we are creating the connection with our direct reports that deepens instead of becomes more shallow. We need that deep connection so our people can raise the flag when they need help. So they can feel really safe, psychologically safe to say, ooh, I might miss this one. Yeah. Well, How can I get like- some support? Seems like our intention here is to use accountability to help people step further into their greatness and potential. Absolutely. And we need a growth mindset and curiosity as opposed to judgment in order to do that, because that's the human dignity part of it. Absolutely. And what emerges in this space is the quality of the feedback, the quality of the learning process increases. Right. As that psychological safety is enhanced, we get more meaningful feedback in the process. We start to understand where the real barriers are to the performance or not making that deadline or whatever the accountability topic is. The second piece we'd ask leaders to do is really focus on equanimity. We know that, you know, fairness, if we want to call it that, I like equanimity better. But this idea of making sure that we are treating individuals fairly and equally and treating that work in a fair and equal way, especially about mistakes. I'll go back to the scorekeeping. Why would you want to win or lose against your people? Let's make sure that we're holding that space with that full equanimity, prioritizing that fairness in accountability processes. It will allow us to really create change in things. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about this. Sometimes when we set dates for things to be completed, we're taking a best guess. And I sure. think, and I think, and so when we keep score, well, he didn't get it done or but as, as opposed to learning about, did we even set a realistic target for when that commitment was due? And I, I think there's a, a tremendous amount of learning. And that's why I like to add account of the word support to accountability. It's accountability and support because as a leader, I need to be doing both in order for improvement and engagement to actually increase. 
And I think that idea of support brings us to the final piece. So we want to make sure that we're creating restoration, not blame, not guilt or shame in accountability. And so when we're focused on restoration, it's about how do we get to where we wanted to be able to get? How do we get that goal accomplished, that task accomplished? This becomes really important. This takes the dread out of accountability. It turns accountability into a strong leverage tool instead of the weapon it can sometimes come across as. Well, I think it gets more at outcome versus problem. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. So if there were a couple of calls to action that we would leave our listeners with, Bill, what would they be around this topic of accountability? So I think it's taking a critical look, an essential look at what are the feedback mechanisms used in your organization or on your team? And what does that look like? Is it more scorekeeping or is it is it more full of you know this idea of dignity, creating a better quality of a conversation instead of, oh, you missed this and just calling that out? Mm-hmm. Um, second, how do you look at your leadership role as a support function or a service function? Mm-hmm. How are we supporting our people towards those goals or accomplishments, not locking anything up, not jamming anybody up, but proactively offering our support? creating those proactive check-ins. Last but not least, I think it's watching the weight of our judgment, really recognizing that our seat as leaders and organizations holds a power and that that power lands differently sometimes than we intend it to. So to make sure that we're, we're really thoughtful about how we're entering those conversations and sharing our judgment when it comes to accountability. I love those. I think the only thing I'd add is we, I think we need to collectively do a better job in co-creating a realistic commitment so that there's ownership and belief and support of driving towards that outcome from the outset. Love it. I love it. Make sure to check in for upcoming podcasts right here at Get Emergent every other week.